It's time for episode number five with online health and fitness influencer, Diana Hecox. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Welcome back. Kareen Mills here, Mother Hustler Podcast. I have my very special guest, Diona Hickox. Did I say that right? Diana. Diana. I knew I butchered it. <laughs> so, Diana Hickox is an online health and fitness influencer who, since 2014, has helped hundreds of women reach their health and fitness goals with workout and eating plans that cater to the busy mom. Diona started her journey unhappy, unhealthy, and unfulfilled. She wanted something different and knew it had to start with her. She started working on her own health and fitness goals, began sharing it authentically, (laughs) <laughs> my third world tongue doesn't allow me to say it right i love it authentic authentically authentically thank you love <laughs> online and invited other women to join her through online accountability group by the way you can do a podcast even though you have bad english <laughs> I love it. that's when her passion for supporting other women grew her goal is to help women find their confidence and um, by helping them learn to give themselves grace. She now mentors and supports other women who want to start and grow their successful part-time online coaching business with a failing beautifully forward philosophy. That makes me smile. Diona also works full-time in corporate America and is a mom of two busy teenagers. She loves to dance. Should we have her dance? (laughs) travel and surround herself with inspiring and uplifting women she can learn and grow from welcome diona thank you so much for having me uh i saw your vacation back from yes right it was was amazing it was you look awesome thank you and that's your business you are your business right yes that's awesome well we want to share your journey to to the people of the world, to the moms that are watching and 
and watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast. So how did you get here? Who's Diona? What can you share to our audience and our listeners? Well, just tell your journey. I mean, just <laughs> take it over. Well, um, Diana, I'm 42 years old. Like you said, a mother of two amazing teenagers. I actually have my daughter is graduating next month, which, oh, my heart, I tell you. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I am an only child, um, was raised by a single mother, and um, really had no direction in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I thought that you just kind of grew, you know, woke up each day to work a nine to five job, to go to bed, to get up and do the same thing for, you know, 60 years. Um, about four years ago, almost four years ago, um, my husband and I decided to do this at home workout, right? And he was a gym rat through and through. Whereas me, I was just like not about working out or eating healthy um, or anything like that. But um, we decided to do this workout at home. Mostly he was thinking it was gonna nudge me in the right direction into health and fitness because he was thinking, you know, when we retire and we get older, I want us to be active adults, you know, older adults. And the path that I was heading down wasn't really going to be that. I was still smoking, I was drinking too much. Um, and so he was doing this to support me. Um, he actually found by doing these at-home workouts and supporting me that he actually got really fantastic results from it. And based upon that, he was just sharing um, these programs with people and naturally. And somebody approached him one day and was like, why don't you, why don't you coach and kind of run online accountability groups utilizing these, these programs that you have? And um, he, you know, kind of him and hot a little bit. And then one day he came home and he's like, Hey honey, I think, I think I want to do this online coaching thing. And I'm like, good for you, babe, you go. <laughs> and he's like, and you're going to do it with me. And oh. I was like, no, not about that. No. Wow. Um, Cause I was still, you know, I had committed to the workouts with him. I was eating. Okay. I was still smoking and I was still drinking. Um, but like the good wife, I decided to, okay, I'm going to support you, honey. I'm going to support you. And uh, we decided to run our first online accountability group that we run through Facebook. And all I did was just kind of put it out there in Facebook land and said, hey, I'm doing this program. Does anybody want to do it with me? Because I was truly at the beginning of my journey. I didn't have, you know, this amazing transformation that people think that you need to have to be um, a coach. Had a few girls commit to joining me and together we went on this journey. And something changed in me. It was, I had accountability for the first time because I wasn't, I didn't have the confidence to know that I was worth it, but mm -hmm. I'm a people pleaser by nature. And so these ladies were worth it. And it wasn't just about me anymore. I had to show up for them. You know, if I was asking them to eat healthy, if I was asking them to commit to working out, um, I had to do it, you know, and I had to lead from the front lines. And so from that, I got amazing accountability. And that's actually where my passion for helping people began. Because again, I'm a people pleaser and I love to help people, but I didn't really think that that was my, um, my gift, if you will. Like people always say, oh, I'm an artist, or I have, everybody has these gifts. And I was like, I, what's my gift? And then I realized it was in front of me the whole time. My gift is to help and to serve. And, and it's just grown amazing from there. Wow. 
So when I was reading your, and I reviewed all of your social media and I stalk you on social media, <laughs> even though I already stalked you. <laughs> um, but I did not know that when you started your journey, you were unhappy, unhealthy, and unfulfilled. So I think a lot of moms out there are seeing a lot of moms like you and me that are just going for it. And we look like we're not afraid. We look like we don't fear anything because we're so great at it. But I think people forget we started somewhere. Absolutely. And for a lot of moms that think because they've seen us maybe a transformation of over four years, because mm -hmm. I've been with my company for four years as well, wow. surprisingly enough. Yeah. And the transformation, like I always, you know, I heard Sandra Yancey with eWomen Network when I went to their summit say that my husband has slept with 20 versions of me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right? That because we evolve and we grow and we become better people. Um, what can you advise to moms out there that are in that crossroad in their life that they're scared to do it? They look at, you know, people that inspired them like you and me that are doing it, but they say and compare themselves to us and say, I can't do what she does, but they forget we had to start somewhere. When I'm reading your bio, it says, I started my journey unhappy and healthy and unfulfilled. That's actually where we all start. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you look at somebody that's been doing something for a while, you forget that we all had a chapter one. And so if, you know, a mom's going to compare their chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10, it can seem daunting. And I love to share, like, people are like, wow, you do, you know, social media, you do video, you seem so natural. From day one of coaching, we decided to do video because my husband loves the camera, me not so much, <laughs> but we committed to it and it scared me. Like when I first started, I had butterflies in my stomach and I had to actually write everything out, put it next to um, the, the video recorder and read it verbatim. And, and it wasn't that I wanted to talk on, you know, on video or, you know, do podcasts because it scares me, but you do it anyway. And by doing what you're scared of, it slowly starts taking that fear away. And not only does it start giving, stop giving fear that power, it also starts slowly growing your own confidence. And you're like, wow. Because I think so often the biggest thing about fear is that we can build it up so big in our head and then we do it and we're like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Okay, if that wasn't that bad, what else can I do that might not be that bad? And by pushing yourself a little bit, you get to experience these amazing opportunities and realize your true potential. Mm -hmm. It actually starts going this way. So this is your fear and this is your, you can call it self-esteem, confidence, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when you do it and take a step, that little step that you took shaves off your fear and then it just, yeah. it, it transfers to your confidence and then shaves it off again. And every step of the way you start reversing the process. Absolutely. And it's, it's, that's exactly what the transformation is. It transforms your fear transforms into more confidence mm -hmm. and it builds your courage. Absolutely. Right. But I think that when you take a step, you also learn how it's very empowering to tell 
um, your fear to to set to sit the f down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sit the f down. I know you're there. Right. But I'm bigger than you. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So that's awesome. And when you said you're scared of the camera, um, your husband loves the camera. <laughs> but this is not about Justin. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. <Started. laughs> um, and when you said when you started and, and just supported your husband, you literally just said on Facebook, hey, I'm doing this program. Does anybody want to join me? Like yeah. that simple. Yeah. And imagine we're so fearless of doing that such a simple thing that's now propagated your business into something so much bigger than you thought. Exactly. It would have been. I never thought it would grow to what it is now. And it's just been amazing. You know, the, the relationships I've built, being able to meet people like yourself and, and really surrounding yourself with, with just amazing, inspiring people has been probably the greatest blessing, I think, of, of everything that coaching has offered. Yeah. And by the way, when she say meet people like yourself, this is her first time meeting face-to-face -face person, yeah. <laughs> in person. But, you know, social media really, I think that it's such a great opportunity to connect with people you wouldn't otherwise connect. Because Yona and I wouldn't have connected yeah. unless it was because of Facebook. I don't know what connected us, but somehow, someone, some way, we got connected and because um, we're we don't run in the same circle right 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 so anybody out there can start a business mm -hmm. with social media and again we weren't always good on social media right oh, no i think we're ever evolving right? yeah just like social media is ever evolving and always changing we have to kind of evolve and be okay with like i always say failing beautifully forward because Failing isn't a bad thing, and I think people need to associate fa failure and failing with it being positive because you can't grow if you're not failing, if you're not learning. Um, what was it just in uh, Brian's office? I saw um, you don't something about you don't have to be an expert because, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of the saying, um, but amateurs built an arc and professionals built the Titanic. And I love that because it's like, you, you don't have to wait until everything's perfect. You just, you just act, you just take action and you're like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I love failing forward. It's, you know, you're like, I'm going to try this. Mm, that didn't work. Okay. Let's try this. Okay. Well, that kind of worked. Okay. Well, let's try this. And it's, it's really empowering when you use it as a tool for learning and not a tool for if you're a good person or not. And I think that so many people don't even ever take action because they're afraid of failing, which at the end of the day, you already have guaranteed failure by not even beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, failure for a lot of people is so negative mm -hmm. because it's what society do to you when yeah. you fail and the expectation of society, which is starting to, a lot of us are no longer putting up with it. Mm -hmm. We don't care what society thinks. Right. We're doing it. And that's so freeing. It's you empowering. You, yeah. What makes you happy? It's it's just amazing. And with social media too, I know social media can get a bad rap, but I think like I have um, a fellow coach friend that she's like, social media, like my social media page is my house, and I get to invite people into my house. And if people act inappropriate in my house, they're not allowed in my house anymore. And so some people think that social media can be negative, but I see it as a positive. I've met amazing people. I only see positivity on my page. 
because it's my house and I surround myself with people that I want to have at my house. You know, and so I think that social media, yeah, anything that you want to do, any business that you want to create, anything that you're passionate about, social media has the tools and the avenue to, to allow you to fulfill your passion, which yeah. is amazing. It's awesome. What can you talk about um, education? Because I run into some women and I have a college degree, which is so useless, by the way. <laughs> it's a Bachelor of Science in Accounting, and I hate accounting. <laughs> so, I don't like numbers. <laughs> I like numbers, but accounting, like yeah, pencil pushing, but now you're typing in the new digital age. But what can you tell about uh, or talk about education? Because there's a new stigma about education in terms of it's a waste of time when you're 18 you don't even know what you're going to do in life i mean as you already you and i know we didn't really know you know hindsight's 2020 we didn't really know what we were doing right and and going into college what exactly but you have to pick yeah right yeah and you also mentioned on your story or on your post earlier that I've interviewed PhDs and all these other women, which are so hum like humblest women that I've met that's now, you know, they go into PhD, but they are, they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying it's useless, but I'm just saying like, does anybody that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur that are again in that crossroad, because I hear sometimes moms say, I need to go back to school because they don't value themselves. Up. Like mm -hmm. it goes back to self-valuation. Right. So what can you, what can you talk about that or tell us about your opinion? It's just right. an opinion. There's yeah. no right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, I guess my opinion on education is it's, it is hard because, you know, I do have two teenagers and you know, high school is trying to prep them and prime them to figure out what they want to do when they graduate. And I can remember when I graduated, I had no idea. You know, I, in my 20s, in my 30s, I had no idea. It wasn't until, you know, 38 years old that, oh, hey, let's do something online in health and fitness that I never would have expected myself to be in because I spent most of my life not being an athlete, not being healthy. So I think that if, if you have a passion and it requires a degree, like my son thinks that he wants to be um, an athletic trainer. Okay, well, he needs a degree for that, right? But to always push, I think, somebody into going to school when they, they don't really have any idea, um, I think that the best teaching tool is life, you know? Um, the experiences that, that you get to feel and impact um, versus taking a test, something that you have to you have to remember for a short, short time just to take a test to get a degree that you may or may not use. Like you said, um, I don't have um, a college degree. I took a quarter in Clark um, at Clark College and, you know, um, I'm an administrative assistant during the day. Um, I don't I don't need a college degree for what I'm doing. And especially online health and fitness coaching, I don't need a degree because, again, it's all, you know, it's all me. I'm, I'm my brand. I'm my business. Mm -hmm. And everything that I'm learning, I'm learning kind of on the fly, which is kind of scary and exciting all at the same time, because life gives you the best lessons, I think. Yeah. They said education doesn't have to come from school. 
Absolutely. It comes, a lot of the learnings and the knowledge that I have comes outside of school or came from outside of school. And unfortunately, when I came to America, had a lot of, you know, life happened to me because I, it was a shock. I didn't know the systems in America. Um, and when you don't know about the systems, it can really cripple you and hold you back. So you sound very educated to me, right? Because education doesn't come from a college degree. It doesn't come from a paper. Mm -hmm. They call it a receipt <laughs> of your tuition. It's the receipt of a four-year degree. It's a diploma. Mm -hmm. So how do you think your business because I wrote something about your son not wanting to be a trainer, a fitness trainer. Uh, An athletic trainer. Athletic trainer. Yes. Um, how do you think what yours and your husband, what you and your husband are doing is impacting your children? You know, like I'm going to be, I'll be brutally honest. Um, I think in one respect, so my kids were, and I can't do the math because I'm not good at it. I'm not, <laughs> I don't have an accounting degree. Um, so four years ago, my kids are now 15, almost 18. So that was wow. like, uh, 14 and I don't know, 10 maybe. Um, anyways, it was before, before then they ate how I ate and I ate like I was raised. So there was a lot of package food and because my mom did the best she could, but she, she worked full time. I was a latchkey kid. I came home. I made myself, you know, hamburger helper and Salisbury steak and, you know, all these, these really quick fixes because, you know, that's, it was cheap and easy. Right. Um, and so having kids, that's, that was my knowledge base. Mm. So that's what I did. We had lots of hamburger helper and, and top ramen because top ramen is delicious and amazing, <laughs> you know, love it. But you know, but I didn't have, those tools. And it wasn't until we finally made the decision to, you know, make a healthy change that my kids were wrangled in to my lifestyle because I'm not going to, I started realizing the value and the importance of, of teaching them these healthy tools. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, together we learned how to eat. It wasn't always pretty, you know, <laughs> we both would say, Oh, this doesn't, what is this? And so we learned together. Um, my son's always been an athlete and you know so he kind of thrives on that and it's really good and but on the flip side i'll be honest um and my daughter is totally supportive and does some of the workouts with me and will meal prep with me and things like that but i think sometimes coming from a female perspective mm -hmm. it can actually be hard um the other day i was i was talking to my daughter and and she she said something that kind of like kind of prompted me to like question what she had said. Um, and she said, well, I'm just not, you know, an athlete like you'd like me to be, or I'm not, I'm not like you. And it kind of, it like, kind of like I teared up. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I, I'm not like you want me to be. And I'm like, wow, you know? Wow. So I think sometimes in the health and fit, being healthy and fit and trying to instill that in my kids can actually not, not do the opposite, but, you know, maybe she has that stigma, oh, I have to be like you or I have to be this way. And I, you know, was very quick to reassure, like, no, like, I just want you to be healthy. 
that doesn't look a certain way. That doesn't mean you have to be an athlete or work out all the time. My goal is that I want you to be healthy and happy. And I really find that health and fitness is just, we think about the exterior and the outside, but that inward health, that mental health, that emotional health is I think even more important. And that's what I'll tell people in our accountability groups. I'm like, working out is great. Eating healthy is phenomenal. But if I can have you do only one thing, I want you to work on that mental health first. Because if you get that, if you can wrap your mind around that, everything else is going to fall into place. Just like yeah. we were talking about with personal development. Yes, absolutely. The mindset is so super important because it's a programming. You know, we have um, our entire uh, brain is a supercomputer. Mm -hmm. And if you can program it a certain way, like you said, you actually make decisions or better decisions and worse decisions too, because it can go either way. Um, I posted something online the other day and I said, you could brainwash your brain for bad things. You can also brainwash it for good things mm -hmm. because that's what it does. Yeah. It's brainwashing. Yes. And when you're doing the mindset and reading your books and doing your meditation, that's exactly what you're doing is you're putting in good things and programming your brain in the best possible way. Absolutely. Um, you said you have an 18 and a 14 years old. 15. 15. Yeah, she's 15 now. 15 and almost. She'll be 18 on Saturday. So, guys, she looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, hot amazing. <laughs> and she is 18 and a 15-year-old. So, yeah, I could see where your daughter would come from, you know, because I think because you're this, this certain look, she probably want, she probably assumed that you want her to, to right. look through that way and you know i think our kids tend to assume our expectation even though right. we just love on them and yeah like you said we just want them to be healthy right absolutely so it's impacting them in the best way but it's also sort of making them assume that that's what you want them to do right so yeah that's where that conversation is really important on working on that emotional health and reaffirming that and i'm constantly a mom in progress, right? Like always trying to figure it out like, okay, well, maybe I am, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm rewarding those other things, you know, um, not just health and fitness, but, you know, grades and just being a good person, having a good heart. Like she has such a heart. She's in a unified um, soccer team where they kind of, it's through the Special Olympics and she connects, um, you know, kids in school with kids with um, special needs together wow. and like to see no, I'm not going to cry. But to see that and to see her heart, like, it's unbelievable. And yeah. to really, like, share, like, oh, my gosh, that's the most amazing gift that you can give to other people. And it makes me feel proud as a mom to be able to, to experience seeing her heart. You yeah. Know? You just want them to be good humans. Yeah. Because they are a reflection of us. Absolutely. You know, because they always say everything starts at home. And I think we're so harsh on ourselves too as a parent because you know we we see our parent parent and we see the good the bad and the ugly yeah <laughs> and sometimes we try to overcompensate of what they didn't do right <laughs> we want to do everything right but you can never do everything right never you have to be okay with that mm -hmm. you know so um oh that's good that's really good now 
talking about nutrition because I used to be so harsh on my kids. In fact, my little is the one compared to two of them, the oldest and the youngest. The youngest is, you know, drinking tea. He wants a tea party for his birthday, things of that nature. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. And it, it's because of what I've been doing. And mm -hmm. I haven't been always on this health and fitness journey that, you know, that I just want to maintain, you know, mm -hmm. just lifestyle since my oldest, because I gave birth to him. I'm like, I'm going to have another one. I'm letting it all go <laughs> until the next one yeah. and the last one. And so when I finally got the last one, I had um, changed and I used to smoke too, mm -hmm. drink a lot, hard liquor um, when, before becoming a mom. And then when I became mom the first time, I'm like, oh, I didn't smoke for nine months. So I'm not, I'm not going to go back yeah. and ruin that nine months. So that's when I quit. I, I just quit because I became a mom. That's great. And um, I still drank a lot. And I guess my youngest didn't really, or my oldest didn't see the good habits as he didn't grow up around that. My youngest grew up around, like I started drinking tea. I didn't even know there's all kinds of tea, you know, and started being very healthy. But with, um, with that, they still like to eat their candy, mm -hmm. right? And hearing your story about your mom, being a single mom and just trying to do their, you know, her best to raise you and feed you boxed food and processed, super processed food. Mm -hmm. Do you, as a mom, I'm trying to give them the best quality food I can give them. Mm -hmm. But I finally said, okay, I'm okay with them wanting what they want and be a kid and, right. and doing the things that kids do and eat. Um, because when they become adults like you and me, we change our lifestyle and, you know, you consciously do that. Do you think it's okay to just allow them to be that way or guide them? Maybe. I definitely think that there's some guidance that needs to happen. So, I mean, I've heard, and, and I used to have this mentality and sometimes I still do, to be honest, um, you know, if, oh, just let them be kids. And it's like, well, I, I do, I let them run and stuff like that. But to say, okay, we'll just have your diet consist of cookies, candy, and ice cream. It's kind of doing them a disservice because like, you know, uh, obesity in our children is so massive. And so I try to find that balance of, okay, I want to teach you the tools and I'm going to hopefully, you know, give you healthy meals. And I do notice that they're more aware, like when we go shopping, they'll notice what's in other people's carts. They'll kind of cart check people. I have a big cart check. <laughs> when I see people and they're like, hey, what you got in your very, you know, they're more aware. They're like, mom, there's not a vegetable in there, you know, or things like that. So I know that it's something's hitting home. So I think that it's balance, right? Because especially with my kids being teenagers, I can't monitor what they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. when they're on lunch or if they're out with their friends and stuff like that. So I'm assuming they're going to make those, those choices. I try not to bring unhealthy food into the house. If we're going to go have a treat, we try to go to it because I'm a binge eater. And if it is in my house, I will consume it all. I can't just have, oh, I'm just gonna have a nibble. I don't know how people can do that because it's crazy. So we go to the treat. We don't bring the treat in the house to us. Or if it is, it's like a single serving. Um, but I think like when people say, oh, just let them be kids and eat whatever they want. It's kind of like, it, and this is an extreme, like, well, would you give your kids cigarettes and say, oh, there's, you know what I mean? I mean, it's yes. not this on the same scope, but it kind of is because 
I really look at food as um, medicine, right? Um, it's, it's nature's medicine. And so if you're going to fill it with, I mean, there's so many things that we still don't even know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think finding that balance, but really trying to instill as much as you can um, of, of health, um, but not having that mentality of, oh, they're just being kids, you know, because that can go down and before you know it. And I, I just wish that when I was younger, I had those tools. So when my kids were younger, it would have been normal. Like I have really healthy, healthy, like crazy healthy friends. I'm balanced. <laughs> but their kids are like, oh, all they eat are fruits and vegetables because that's all they've known, right? So they don't, they don't really know a lot about sugar and the cravings and then having to undo all those things that they've learned. So, it becomes so much work yeah. when you have to undo it. Like, yeah. like, I'm sure when you started your health and fitness, you had to like reprogram so many things Absolutely. and the work doesn't even, like the work just began when you figure it out and you figure out even more things, right? right? And I agree with you about the kids because my kids, it's like education is so key, whether you're a kid, an adult, you know, whatever level you are in your life and journey, education is just so important about nutrition and fitness and health in general, because my kids are the same, you know, okay, mom, I'm just going to have a cookie. Like they are the ones telling me it Yeah. because I've educated them that, you know, sugar is a culprit, yeah. show them pictures online. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what happens if you eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. You know, just showing them instead of telling them, I think it's so powerful. And then allowing them that little treats, like you said, Absolutely. Yes. and go to the, to except my, I'm having a challenge with my husband because he's such a sweet tooth. <laughs> it is really hard when it's you're hard. both not on, on, you know, the same page when it comes to that part. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my husband was health and fitness for what, like four years before I jumped on the bandwagon. So I feel bad for him now because he's like, what can I do? But honestly, I don't think that there's, uh, and I've had a, a lot of ladies in our, in our accountability groups are like, you know, my, my spouse is either isn't supportive or, you know, he's bringing in all the goodies and I'm like, you can't, you can't force somebody to do it. You just have to lead by example, kind of like you do, you know, with your children, you're like, you know, here's, here's what I'm doing in lovingly love them where they're at. And then slowly, you never know. Like we have some, some ladies that are like, oh my gosh, my husband's going to join us in our next group. It's going to be amazing. And it's by them leading from the front lines. So they're all coaches within their home, which is it's so really, true. Yeah, really, really exciting. It's so true. So tell me, because I know every lady in your team, which is probably a lot, have very different stories. But if you can share to the world maybe highlights because sometimes there's a story that don't quite get you but there's a story that you're just like let me hug you you're so transformational right. things of that nature so tell me just a little profile of of the ladies that you've helped right so i mean we've got ladies from all walks of life which is amazing you know um, our online business we're able to support women in the us the uk and canada and so, you know, and doing it over the past four years, helping hundreds of women, women, we 
hear amazing stories. So um, we actually just had a celebration for um, a test group that we just completed and I had 15 ladies come to the house. Saw that. We had a day of massages and meal prep and photo shoot and hair and makeup and it was just awesome. And, uh, but we, we did, we talked about some of the stories of where they were and where they are now. So um, one lady has been in our online accountability groups for probably about six, eight months. Or no, 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 I take that back. She probably for about a year. And um, her son committed suicide like nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And to have her in that group and be open to sharing that, um, it's not it's not all health and fitness, you know, having the accountability of the group and having the, um, just the connection, the community, that's what's I think missing or miss was missing for me. It's like, you know, you can go to the gym and then try to eat as well as you can, but then we have these systems that are all together, but it's the, the community aspect that's so needed. It's the, the fellowship. Yes, it really is. And so for her to say, I needed this group, this is this thing that got me through this. And then by her sharing her truth, she inspired everybody around her because they're like, wow, I didn't want to get up this morning because I was too tired. But you know what? My kids are still laying in bed. Safe. You know, so how can I not show up when she's showing up? We have another um, mom is a single mom. Um, she recently uh, divorced her spouse. And so she was a single mom and then she became an only mom when he took his life. And again, like seeing the stories and the transformation of, I love, and I tell her this, that she started our program always with her hair up, always, you know, and kind of like, we, we always have people take, you know, post sweaty selfies. It's just, it's for an accountability. It's like accountability check, I got my workout done. And she would always take a picture of like her leg or whatever, her hair was always up. And then one day I noticed her hair was down and I noticed again, her hair was down. And now I noticed, and I'm like, girl, your hair's always down. And she's like, yeah, I've never worn, I never wear it down. And she just, she started feeling beautiful. She started feeling empowered, you know? And so to see people change their life, you know, seeing people get off diabetic medication, seeing people get off um, anxiety or depression medication, because it wasn't necessarily, they had to work on them. And to, to get that confidence by going, wow, I'm doing this workout. I was scared. I wasn't going to be able to do, or I wasn't sure, but doing it is giving them the confidence that they're like, maybe the anxiety isn't all just in here. Maybe it's because I needed to work this mental muscle that's allowing me to, to experience these, all, all these new things that now I don't need this medication anymore. And so seeing the women grow in that way is, has just been extraordinary. And so it's like, how can you how can you not be inspired to to do your job every day like they inspire me and truly if it wasn't for these accountability groups and the women in them i probably wouldn't be on my own health and fitness journey you know what i mean it's it's because it's easier to quit when you don't have a community absolutely and when you have a community of people it's hard to make excuses absolutely especially with that woman with the story of son committing yeah I mean, how can you make an excuse when yeah. she doesn't have one? Yeah. And that just happened to her. Exactly. We have uh, one lady, again, that when she was, I don't know, she was 15 or 16, she was in a boat. It wasn't, it was just being pulled out of the water. Um, and I think that they were emptying gas, taking, like, siphoning the gas out of it. She was on the boat and it blew up. Oh, my gosh. She went 
flying. I don't know how far. Um, and so she has, um, and it was weird because I never noticed it. Um, but she has scarring down her arms, like over, I think like 80% of her body. She has skin grafts and all these things. And when she shared that story, like I got teary eyed and I'm like, wow. Cause she's like, oh, everything was painful. All the physical therapy, you know, everything that I had to go through. And so she's like, I got this because I had to go through this. So it's like finding the blessings and those burdens or finding those, those opportunities and those obstacles and her feeling comfortable to share them. It's like how, you know, it's just story after story of inspiration. And she was one person that never wore tank tops. By the end, she's wearing tank tops because she's like, you know what? I've got arms that I'm going to rock and these no longer define me. Yep. That's the beauty actually Mm -hmm. of revealing the, the scar tissues of life. You know, if you're no, no longer scared to reveal those, it's magical. It, it really is. Right. It's so powerful. So would you love the most, it sounds like you already told me, but would you love the most being a coach? It's, uh, it's the community. It's the women. Like when I, when I first started my health and fitness journey, even before I was coaching, I was like, I would tell my husband, I'm like, gosh, I just wish, I wish I had, I mean, I had friends, don't get me wrong, but I was just like, I, I want a community. I want that tight knit. I want, I want people like me that, you know, cause I tend to be a closed off person as far as, you know, I'm willing to pour into people, but I'm very closed about sharing my own mm. like struggles because I, I'm a nurturer by nature, but um, to have that place where I feel comfortable to share and longing for that support and that community and then finding it um, unexpectedly in, in what I do has been the biggest blessing in so being able to pour out into others and, and connecting with women that virtually online that I meet online and then I get to meet in person and just love on them. And it's truly a connection that was established genuinely. You know, I think it's great because, you know, online you kind of reveal who you are. It's not, you know, face to face, like, oh, I have to put on this this facade until I get to know you. It's mm-hmm. like you get to know, truly know people's heart and then be able to get to meet them in person. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's the favorite part of You know, in business, you can wear your business hat, but I think I've become a great connector because I always want to find out about the human behind the business. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, yeah. a mortgage practice like Brian has. I don't even want to hear about the business in the first meeting. Yeah. I just want to hear about who you're all about, you yeah. know, because we do business with humans, not the business. Mm-hmm. It's all about relationships, mm-hmm. all about relationships. And that's what people ask me a lot um, in our business. They're like, do you sell things? I'm like, I build relationships. I don't want to sell people things because that's not If you want it after you get yeah. to know me. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's how I do my business too. It's like, well, I can give you that, but you can get that the in many different places. Mm-hmm. I want to showcase that you're going to want to do it with me because, yeah. you know, I'm different. Yeah. That's Absolutely. awesome. So where, before I ask you the last question, um, I want to acknowledge you for all of your success and, and all of the, the impact you've made in those women. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing because I always believe that we endure our life to 
allow people to um, experience what we've experienced from after we endured it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. send the message that, hey, I look, I survived this. You can too. Absolutely. Yes. To change other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, having a platform like you have, and I have a platform, it, to be able to, to share those messages is amazing. So I want to commend you for take, getting out of your comfort zone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, being unfulfilled, unhappy, starting your own business is, is truly amazing. And I know that you, you continue to do that. And you love doing it, I could tell. I do. You're super happy. You're super fulfilled. Like the un, <laughs> the UN is no longer there, yeah. right? So where can people find you? Um, you can find me a couple different places. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Deanna Hickox. You can also find me on my business page, which is Honest Fitness um, 14. Um, and I'm also on Instagram, um, Deanna Hickox. She's everywhere, by the way. <laughs> I'm everywhere. When I do post this, I'm going to tag you and put all the information on there. But I always try to ask people towards the closing, towards the end, um, how we can find you so they can just look it up. They don't have to wait for me to publish this online. Um, this is going to be out on June 10th. So I drop it every Sunday, one episode every Sunday. You ready for the last question? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. This is where I make people cry. Oh, (laughs) that's pretty difficult for me because I'm never a crier. No, my husband says I cry all the time. So at the end of all this journey, you're on your deathbed. Your entire life flashes right in front of you. You've accomplished everything. You've left no stones unturned. You killed it in life, which you're killing it in life right now. You have everything you've ever wanted. And then your kids ask you their last question. Mom, what are the top three things you're proud of accomplishing as a mom, as a mother? What would those three things be? Three things that I want them to say accomplished as a mother. Um, I would say always laugh never you know that we didn't take ourselves so seriously that we found that we always found this silly that's really important to me is because the best moments with my children is just laughing you know just driving down the road music blaring singing horribly (laughs) and just laughing like that is the best best time for me um be humble. Um, No matter what you do, where you are, how successful you are, how much of an impact in the world you've made, always stay humble. Um, Know your truth. Um, And I would say um, always be honest. Honesty is super important to me. Like, even if it's painful, I, I really instill that in them now. I'm like, even if it hurts to like tell the truth because mm, it sucks, um, honesty is super important. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that I made an impact in them, that they felt safe enough, confident enough 
to always be honest, even when it hurts. That's awesome. What is your definition of a mother hustler? A mother hustler. <laughs> My definition of a mother hustler is messy, hot mess. <laughs> um, so true. Doesn't have all their stuff together. Um, I think that, you know, people think that mother hustler, you've got, you've got it all figured out. I'm like, but people don't see my pile of dishes or my closet filled with clothes because I didn't have time to, to do it. Um, messy, beautiful, awesome, crazy, powerful, purposeful. I think that, you know, no matter what you do as a, as a mother hustler, you need to do it with passion and with purpose. And um, I think if you keep the passion and purpose, like, sky's the limit. That's awesome. Well, thank you again so much for taking time to inspire our listeners and our viewers. I know you guys are going to be so inspired by this one. Um, I appreciate you and your husband for doing the things you guys are doing online and offline, I'm sure. And keep doing what you're doing. You yeah. guys are on the right path for sure. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day. <laughs>